Hey athletes, I'm Adam. And I'm Lindsay. And this is Burpee Nation. Burpee Nation. Oh. Should we do it again? No. Good enough. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Burpee Nation podcast. I'm Adam, joined by Lindsay, and this time we are joined again by our friend Eric Lau, who's going to chat with us about Tri-State New Jersey Spartan Race Trifecta Weekend. And uh, we did not do the Trifecta Weekend, but the reason Eric is on is because he did the Trifecta Weekend, and he was probably really sore Monday. (laughs) Wait, were you sore Monday? Certain parts were sore. Same like the good parts. parts or can we discuss the parts um, on <laughs> like specific parts <laughs> <laughs> very specific parts were sore yeah it, it, I, actually even i was a little sore on on uh, monday my calves and my quads that's good and my glutes Lindsay, so, were so you sore from all that cheering <laughs> yeah that's right Lindsay uh unfortunately did not uh get a chance to run she wasn't feeling well but she was there to, to cheer us on, and that's good enough. You're welcome. But what? you'll be deferring to Citizens Bank Park Stadium, yeah. which Erica is coming down for, question mark? Yeah, there. So you might okay. actually be joining us for that podcast as well, question mark? Most likely. <laughs> and I will be alive <laughs> and well for that one, question mark? Yes. Many question marks. (laughs) (laughs) If you saw a person just like rolling around in the grass on the sideline, that was me. That was that was me. Yep. Um, Before we get into it, I do want to make mention to check out our YouTube page. Unfortunately, we do not have an obstacle video for this race, uh, but we will for Spartan uh, Citizens Bank Park Stadium. Uh, We have an interview with Hunter McIntyre that'll be dropping next week, but Mm -hmm. the Video highlights of that will be posted on our YouTube page in the next day or two. It if, will? If it's not already. Yeah, a little sneak peek. You said I looked worried the whole time. I, I cut that part out. The yeah, worried part? The worried part. Okay. Yeah. Put it back in. <laughs> yeah. As I was doing a little bit of editing today, I Snapchatted Lindsay, me editing, and it was Hunter, and I panned over to her, and her face just looked so worried. The whole time he was talking, I was like squinting. <laughs> she looked really concerned for whatever he was talking about, so... Uh, but anyway, so that'll be up in the next couple of days. Check out our YouTube page for that, and the next week you'll get the full episode. But let's start with Tri-State because I feel like we have a lot to cover. And no, 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 not some yet. Of us, what? We have something else to cover. Oh, the most disturbing part of the whole weekend? The most disturbing part of the whole weekend. Yeah. Like I mean, there was disturbing. like really... I mean, like... I couldn't sleep I lo- Sunday night. Right, like I lost <laughs> sleep. Do you want to tell him or should I? I think he already knows where we're, <laughs> where we're going with this. You can tell. Okay, so we found out. Brace Eric, yourselves. Eric does not eat ketchup. Not only does he not eat ketchup, he despises ketchup. Like he smelt it and was like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> oh, man, it is. Nah, don't do that. And then, uh, was it yesterday or the day before, you were in an aisle full of ketchup and decided to send me uh-huh. a picture? We were in the grocery stores. You're just welcome. Ke- fully stocked. It was just an aisle oh. full of ketchup. <laughs> Basically what your cabinet will never look like. No. Stocked with ketchup. Terrible. But yet somehow, basically all the other sauces are fine. No, he said no to mustard. Oh, yeah. No mustard. So you don't eat hot dogs. He said he eats them naked. 
Were you not there for the conversation? <laughs> I'm catching up everybody who's listening who wasn't there. He said he likes his so wieners you, naked. You, <laughs> so you eat hot what? dogs with nothing on them, <laughs> typically. You do put relish on them? What is, oh. What is relish? Relish, dude. Another one. I don't like relish either, just for the record, but I put ketchup and mustard on my hot dog. He said that yeah. he's okay with the white sauces. I, I feel like, yes, I feel like you're not the only one who doesn't like ketchup on a hot dog. I feel like there's some people who like despise that. But what he can see me, but uh, no, he can't. At least most people <laughs> like mustard. You don't like mustard, any kind of mustard. No, can't do it. I just the smell alone. He's like, way. do we have to Get have away. this conversation all over again? Yeah, all, all kinds of <laughs> like. What about yellow? So yellow mustard, spicy mustard, honey Dijon, nothing. No, no. Do you no like honey mustard? mustard? If it's there, maybe, but... See, I don't get it. If it's there. No. If it's there. What? I don't know. That was really disturbing. I, I know. This was our this was our after-race conversation at the table while we while ate we're everything. Eating. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I didn't race, on, but I still ate everything. While he's eating french fries and not touching his ketchup. French fries with marinara sauce, so I was He confused. was dipping them in marinara sauce. That's right. He's like, I'm not going to be on your podcast anymore if you guys are going to do in this. In lieu of ketchup, he went... <laughs> oh. He went marinara. Uh, yeah, that back, was, back to the race. <laughs> that, that was, so, uh, you and I had a wedding to attend. Congratulations, Katie and JT. Yeah, I was going to say not ours. Uh, on Saturday. So we couldn't make it up till Sunday for the sprint, but Eric over here, uh, ketchupless Eric decided Eric to go ahead. He did the, now you weren't going to do the beast cause you were just at Stratton the week before for OCR world championships. Things yep. always change with OCR addicts such as yourself, and you decided to do it. So how was it? Uh, the Beast uh, actually was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, they did a really good job this year for, for all three courses. Um, I think like the obstacle uh, spacing and placement uh, was really good. Um, the Beast, I think it was like, I think I got 4,000 feet of elevation and 14 ish miles wow. uh there um but it was a it was pretty good for especially for a mountain course uh i feel like it would went pretty fast it ended up being my second fastest uh beast time hmm. um wow. for four thousand feet of elevation that's pretty damn good yeah uh how i don't want to like jump ahead but the super how much elevation did that one have do you remember let me Check my workout. Because, yeah, I think I think the sprint came in around like 1,500, 14 or 1,500, maybe even 13, somewhere around there. But anyway, um, that, yeah, that was 2,600. 2,600. And that was what, like mm-hmm. seven miles probably? About 7.4. 7.4. So you added five miles and about 1,400. I mean, that's not too bad as far as, you know what I mean? Not a crazy amount of extra climbing because i remember when we did the beast in west virginia i was really surprised about how much climbing there was in west virginia when we did that one so this one like you're expecting it obviously but it it wasn't too much extra like you already kind of front loaded the climbing it sounds like right a lot of it was i felt like was in the in the beginning of the course and at least for for the beast there was no um real 
death march, if you will. So there was no like mile high hike, mm-hmm. you know, from the bottom to the top of the mountain, um, which I, I kind of expected because I feel like that's what they do with their uh, their mountain courses. They find like the steepest hill and just uh, send you up it. Uh, I do hear that the, the ultra loop had a bit of a uh, death march to it. Um, so I guess they saved it for those guys. That went all the way over by like the parking lot, didn't it? Where people had to get yeah. shoveled in. Started at the street level, I guess, and then it went up quite a bit before they uh, joined back on the beast course. They have a lot of mileage to make up with that, so that makes sense. Yeah. So you you only do that loop though, like so. For anyone who uh, isn't looking at the map, tri- trifecta weekend slash ultra weekend maps are just like a rainbow of colors, and <laughs> you have to really zoom in to even right. find the sprint map, like where it. There's like a little teeny tiny part that like, I'll show you, Lindsay, like see that little red in between there? That's where the sprint course goes back around and the other courses keep going. It's like so hard to read. But anyway, um, the the Ultra follows the Beast course, but on the first lap, you do a little bit more than the Beast course. And then the second lap, you just do the Beast course again, right? You don't do that extra loop. Right. It's only okay. on the first time out. Okay. At least here. It can vary from the venue, but usually the ultra loop is only on lap one and lap two is usually just a regular full beast course. Okay. And honestly, it's mostly just for miles because on that loop, they only had barbed wire crawl number two. So the second one of the lap. Oh. Uh, plate drag and a six foot wall. That's where, they f- <laughs> that's where they're putting the six foot walls now. Instead of on the sprints, they're putting them in, in the ultra courses. <laughs> <laughs> because there was still no six foot wall in the sprint. It was Helix again. Um, nope. So let's talk about the obstacles that were not in the super, the sprint, the Tyrolean traverse. There was a water crossing and crawl tubes. I assume those are like those black long tubes that you got to crawl through. Yep. Yep. Pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty self-explanatory, pretty, pretty simple obstacle. How's the, water- the, how the water crossing? Um, it wasn't that bad. It's in the same, I don't know if you've ever done the beast there, but it's the same no. spot been in a couple of years. Um, it maybe gets, I mean, I'm six foot and it maybe got a little bit over my waist in the deepest parts. Oh, okay. so nothing okay. crazy. I mean, yeah. So not, not too bad. And it went around like the edge of the lake or pond or whatever. So it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Okay. And it w- maybe like, a minute in the water if that if you were walking not bad not bad and then so uh there was an eight foot wall and armor and armor is the one where it's a basically an atlas ball attached to a handle right and you gotta yep. carry it around oh, kind of yeah. like an atlas carry yeah you don't I haven't seen that in a while. really only beasts i think right that you see them i've only on a on a beast course same with uh tyro tyro and traverse how is how is that one well you saw his uh, leg Right. <laughs> I mean, it, was, it's, it was pretty easy, but I, I'm not the most efficient at that obstacle. So I actually have a pretty, uh, pretty nasty like rope burn um, right above the side of my knee, which is uh, still pretty painful. <laughs> did you actually, have? That's the did you have shorts on when you did it, or? So I have uh, compression shorts, and then I have knee sleeves, and there's like this little area of. <laughs> two inches where my skin is exposed and that's the part that slid right on the rope on one of my poles and yeah I, skin. I remember Rip. back when 
Man, I think it was back when they had, sometimes they would have Tyro, Tyro in uh, sprints way back. I think probably when, it might have been like my first Spartan race at Palmerton. What? I think they might have had it in the sprint. I don't remember. But um, I just remember from that, I'm like, anytime I see it on a map, yeah, I have to wear something to cover like my lower legs at the very least because I remember you telling me that right like wear like high socks yeah some people like almost like they're climbing a ladder like move their legs with each pool but I just let my legs like sit on it and use my arms to pull myself across so if your bare skin is on that you are getting rope burns for sure yeah I started with my uh my ankles like my lower feet or whatever on the rope and I don't know what happened it slid right up to my knees and that was that that's all it took so then, all so that was on Saturday, along with the how? How was the crowd on Saturday? I'm curious because there was the ultra and the beast were on Saturday. Saturday, I felt, and, and if you compare the two days, Saturday was pretty pretty light, okay. crowd wise. Oh, I guess that um, makes sense though, because like most of the crowd is probably for like the sprint open, right? Right, and plus on top of it, on Saturday. They were the long races. Yeah. So everybody who's there is most likely on the course. Right. You know what I mean? There's not a whole lot of people hanging out, coming and going. Like you, you're you there for maybe a half hour to an hour, and then you go, and you're not back for, you know, for Couple normal hours. people, yeah, probably a few hours at least. <laughs> for the so, normals. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, even on, even on course, though, I don't feel like um, – I mean, I'm used to – and when we had the beast and the ultra in Vernon, you know, seeing a lot of ultras, I, I feel like even even the ultra crowd was was smaller hmm. um, than it typically is. Um, I don't know, people were just saving it for Sunday or or what, or just didn't want to do the beast, kind of like my original plan was. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, and then you did it anyway. Yep. <laughs> um, and yeah, so in in April, we should mention in April, the end of April, they're doing. An Ultra and Beast weekend. So the Ultra is Saturday. I think the Beast is both days. Uh, and then next, I think October. You're talking about the same venue. Spartan Tri-State in Vernon, mm-hmm. yeah, at Mountain Creek. Uh, which I don't think we mentioned. That's where this one was. Mountain Creek Ski Resort in Vernon, New Jersey. Um, so, a little oops. late to the party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think they're going to do a trifecta weekend again next year in the fall. Yep. So uh, if you're, you know, if you miss this one or if you're at this one, you know, this is a, a good way to kind of see if you should sign up for next year. See. See. No, S-E-E. See. That's S-I. Uh, so, <laughs> Saturday. So, you did, we should make mention, uh, I know it probably doesn't really pertain to anything, but Eric ran all three races competitively and finished top Ooh. 10 in his age group. So, I don't, know, I don't know how you did that, but... Uh, uh did that either <laughs> but the super so you did the super saturday morning you said it was about seven and a half miles 2600 feet of climb how was the course how was the um because honestly like when i ran the sprint when we ran the sprint it was one o'clock in the afternoon i was telling Lindsay, i was like the course was not as trashed as i would have expected for something that had several like you're basically the last person to race you know what i mean that I thought it was an actually really good condition compared to, you know, there have been, there have been, I think, uh, Bethel was a little bit messy when we did the second day there after having a day of sprints, but even like, 
even races where, you know, we'll go out and run age group in the morning and then, you know, we would go run a, uh, an open wave with, with Lindsay in the afternoon and the course was like trashed. I mean, there was like mud where there wasn't mud. There was, remember that one time, was that Maryland where the mud was like up to our like knees? It was like a swamp up to our knees. And I'm like, that was not this way this morning. Where? I think it was in like Maryland or something. Might have been your first. Savage. Or it could have been Savage. Yeah. I don't remember. But anyway, it happens at a bunch that of. That was the worst. Yeah. It happens at a bunch of places. So anyway, I didn't notice that for this one. So did you notice a big difference between Saturday and Sunday course wise? Not as far as it being muddy. Um, I actually don't feel like this was really uh, a muddy course uh, for Spartan. Like you finished pretty clean, actually. Yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like this venue took more advantage of the technical trails mm-hmm. uh, and the you know the descents and the climbs and and made it challenging in that way. Um, course pretty much stayed. I'll say it was, yeah, it was pretty clean if you will like it wasn't it didn't get <laughs> okay this is one of my um i don't want to like jump ahead but this is one of my favorite venues i think oh yeah yeah because i mean mountain mountain venues are always neat and palmerton's really cool it's very unique but this one's a little more enjoyable obvious for i feel like for obvious reasons <laughs> like time of year i don't even remember. lack of having a ridiculous climb off the bat like it's just it's a little more enjoyable i think um so let's talk about what obstacles they threw into the super that were obviously in the beast and the ultra, just not the sprint. Um, probably Spartan's hardest obstacle, pipe layer. <laughs> There's a joke. Uh, a bad <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to see something real quick on the map. Where is it? What? Um, what are you looking for? Talk to me. Stop yelling at me. Well, I wanted to see if they had, because I know Eric said like for the sprint, they had a section like if you go left it's the sprint if you go right it's the the super, super yeah. or something like that did mm-hmm. they have that for the beast too like where was the yeah so the beast shot off in a couple spots so wherever it's yeah, green there was, is the there beast parts there was one spot where it split from the ultra oh okay so then that was it but uh, but the super loop was was basic the whole super loop was in in the beast in the beast yep okay yeah all of the sprint was in all of the super which okay. was in, which was in all of the beast, which Got was it. in all of the ultra beasts, basically. Um, so pipe layer, I mean, that's kind of a joke of an obstacle, I think, at this <gasps> point. Oh my god! I mean, it's cool. Like it's a cool change of pace obstacle, but it's not like difficult. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's all. That's all it really is. It's just to break up uh, the runners. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know if that one's gonna last too long. I think I've seen that pop up in um, some uh, stadiums. That's right, the one that you just sent me. 18, yeah. 18 uh, so you had a seven foot wall. You had stairway to Sparta. Did that have the rock holds? Um, beast mode, yes. It had the rock holds, and I want to say that was one of the uh, the penalty loop obstacles. And then for the super, they took off the um, the holds. Really? In some of those. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they made it lower then. Yep. Okay, so this the B. I didn't know they did that. So that's. Probably why I've seen it with the rock holds, but when we did Palmerton, it didn't have them. Right. Because they they um, reduce it for the super. Right. Uh, Twister, which I think you said was three lengths? Yep. That's, for both. That's gnarly. How was the yeah, this, uh, placement on that one? 
this is the first time that I've seen a three section twister in a long time. I, I can't remember even as far back as 2019, last time I saw three sections. Um, that wasn't bad. Uh, Beater was literally right after it, like maybe a few steps, and you were already at the next. Uh, really? Yep. That's interesting. So and then you had Bender as well, uh, off in that loop. Um, and that Twister, so this is kind of the part where I know we know at least one person um, who was doing the sprint and accidentally did much more than they needed to <laughs> uh, because you could see, like, Twister was so close to the sprint course that if you're just kind of kind of going – you're going to end up doing Twister, and Twister is not part of the sprint course. There was actually a sharp left turn there. If you weren't paying attention, mm -hmm. you went to Twister, and then you probably did Beater, and you probably added, what did uh, Josh add? Three and a half miles? Or three miles? Right, because it really did almost the whole Super Loop, because there, there were only two parts of the Super Loop. Um, one included the Beater and Twister, that mm -hmm. section, and then over there. And then the other one was at the beginning of the sprint. Um, Stairway to Sparta is at the top of the mountain. So we cut that off on the sprint. So we turned right early and didn't go all the way up. Okay. Gotcha. So that was, been, the mountain, I think basically. that was like right after monkey bars, right? Yep. Okay. So monkey bars, we went straight on the sprint before we went left and up. Oh, okay. So that's where more, more of the climb came. That makes sense. Yep. Um, yeah. So... And what was tricky about this too, um, depending, I guess, when you ran the sprint, is a lot of times you were on the course with people running the super because it, of it being a trifecta weekend and they have to do both in the same time. And obviously the super takes longer than the sprint. So there was a lot of people out there still doing the super while you had people doing the sprint. So I'm assuming that's probably part of why some people, you know, accidentally... Now, they did tell, in all fairness, at least at our start line, they told us, if you're doing Twister, turn around <laughs> and go back because you missed your turn. Um, yeah. So, it, I mean, it happens, whatever. Maybe you got, got a few extra practice on obstacles. Uh, so then you also had Olympus in the box, and that were the only other two. Um, and this is the... Still difficult version of Olympus, right? They haven't changed it back to the... Yeah, it's still the slicker material. Um, and, and I think the staff made a little bit of a mistake on this one. Uh, on Saturday for the Beast, the chain still had the, the balls at the end. But then on Sunday for the Super, they took the balls off. So it was actually harder for the Super. So it should have been opposite. Interesting. It should have been opposite. Um, and depending on which lane you took for, for Olympus, they had it like the, the, the two sections on the left most side when you're approaching the obstacle were definitely on the slant. <laughs> okay. So made, made it even harder. Yeah. That's, um, I mean on these mountain courses, especially it's totally something to be aware of. Yeah. Like as you're coming up to obstacles, definitely gauge them for, for where they are on a hill. And actually that one and Z wall are probably like the two biggest that are like, <laughs> They really affect, you can really feel if you're on a slant yeah. on those two, yeah. And what's funny about Z-Wall, too, is like, luckily. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Oh, get off. Get off. So funny. You're done. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, what's funny about Z-Wall, too, is like, you even told us beforehand, you're like, look, 
lead with your left because it's on a slant, yada, yada, yada. And so as I'm approaching it, I'm looking at it and I'm like, it doesn't look like it's it's on a slant. I'm like, but I'll listen to Eric. And sure enough, it wasn't that first up. It was the over that was on a slant. So if you're if you're looking at it head on, you can't see the slant until you're actually on it. And you know you were going. I think you were. That was right after an uphill. So that makes sense. Like obviously, it's on a little bit of an incline. Then so if you were leading with your left, the across part of the Z was cake basically i mean you could have probably done it without your hands almost uh but if you were on the the other side leading with your right you basically had to you know do your best spider-man impression and just kind of like hold on for dear life i know there were a couple a couple you know people that i gained a a second or two on because of your advice so you know thanks you're welcome I have to have you run all the races before I run them. Three parts running. Yeah. Uh, so I guess let's move on to the sprint then, because that was in Sunday afternoon. And if you're unfamiliar with trifecta weekends, uh, I think the what was the elite wave at like noon, twelve thirty. I think they. All, I want to say twelve. Twelve sounds right. Probably yeah, because our our age group is the last one, and we went off at one. I think it's usually about an hour, so that would make sense. Um, so yeah, you kind of had to deal with a lot of people on the course, (laughs) um, a lot, especially like in our age group, you know, we, (laughs) we always go last of the age groups in the 30 to 39 range. And so you have the right 15 to 29 year olds plus the 40 to 40 and up, I guess, honestly, uh, out on the course. And that's on a typical sprint. This time, you also had all of the open super wave people out there, and that was that's probably harder actually than than dealing with other age groupers. You know what I mean? Because at least they're kind of it thins the herd a little bit, and also they kind of know to move out of the way. Um, I think, and we've done this too when we're in open waves, and and it's not a a bad thing when you're in open waves. You're just out there having fun, la la land, doing your own thing for the most part. So, like, if there's sure. a competitive person running up behind you trying to run for time, you're not even thinking about it. So, I mean, it's not their fault, but it's just it was very crowded for sure. It was. Yeah, it was, it was very, especially on some of the obstacles like uh, like a frame or, or stuff like that. A frame was just wild. really quick anyway. Well, because so. the other thing is when people do open, you know. They're not usually familiar with obstacles and stuff, and that's that's great. And um, or like the other times that things are going off, like right. But they're like challenging themselves. They're learning things. It's probably their first, oh. second, third, whatever race. So a frame is one of the ones, one of those obstacles that, like, if you're not comfortable on it, it can take you a really long time to get up. And then you're up there, and you're like, oh shit, I'm really high up. So then it takes you a little bit to get over and back down. So it's one of those obstacles that really does kind of get crowded in the open waves. And this was no exception. I know, Eric, Eric, you like, would you say you went up like the side? Right. So that, that little bit of netting that had like the carabiners attaching it to the side, that was my opening. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> otherwise I would have been stuck there. Uh, and, and, and I'm, I said this to you before, like, I, I felt kind of bad because, you know, you don't want to really 
I don't know the, the open racers, a lot of them, it's their first time or, you know, it's, it's challenging for them. So you don't want us come barreling through like on your left, on your left, coming right. through, coming through. Especially on A-frame. Right. So, but I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta chase this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. It I, was. You literally just have to find like a space in between people and just, and just weave. No, you, you weren't there. I was literally going to share my experience. <laughs> go ahead. As a watcher of the night. As a woman. Ew. Share. I thought that's what you were going to say. You said as a woo. And I was like, it's got to be woman. You as think you, I'm supposed to know you were going to say watcher of the night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like what? When do I not call All myself right. that? All right, go. God. As a spectator, this was lethal, super. Lethal protector over here. Ew. That's Venom. I know okay, it is. Sorry. Eric, you didn't see Venom yet, right? He's like, hmm? you guys are. You didn't see Venom yet, right? <laughs> No. It's so-so. But you have to watch the end credit scene. I think we That's told you that That's why you have to watch it. Yeah. I mean, you have to watch it anyway. It's but... worth watching the end credit scene. The rest of the movie is just so-so. Go up and get some popcorn or something. I don't know. Anyway, watcher of the night. Thank you. It was interesting to see as a... Interesting to watch as a spectator. Because... Um, how do I like put this nicely? The like The open heat of the super are like, you know, frolicking down the hill and talking and whatever. And then I'm like trying to keep track of, uh, cause there were still some red headbands. I don't know if they were from the age groups in front of us. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to keep track of like, okay, who's like actually kind of running with a red headband, but also from far away, like you can't see the headbands and who's starting to sprint down because that might be your age group with like the beginning right. man. Like it was just super, super confusing. I had to have my watch going to like see you guys because I kind of knew like what, you know, time wise you guys would be at. But it was it was definitely crazy to watch. And then with the volunteers and the staff like set up at different uh, obstacles, like for the rings, for instance, there was a couple volunteer people and a staff member there just like screaming the entire time at people just being like, if you see a red headband, you need to move. And then trying to separate like red headband burpees over here. If you want to do burpees and you have a black headband over here. I mean, just like I probably sat at the rings for like 20 minutes, like waiting for you to come through. And they were just yelling the whole time. I think in the video you took of me doing the rings, you can hear the lady on red yeah. headband and like And like super super appreciative, I'm sure that like they they tried to run it as best as they could, but it was just nuts with the with the timing. Yeah, there were I would say uh, I know we talked about this while we were eating not ketchup, but uh, we were eating. Um <laughs> the <laughs> The volunteer at Helix did a really good job with that, and the volunteer at the Rings did a really good job with that, um, and which is good because that's at the end of the race. A lot of people are coming through, but the Helix person, as I'm approaching Helix, she saw my red headband, and she was like, red headband, use this lane, and it was Helix is one of those where like you like to lead with your left or you like to lead with your right. Typically, I'm a, a right-handed leader, but I didn't want to like get into an argument with the lady, so I was like, all right, whatever, we're going left yeah. this time, but... Helix isn't one of those obstacles that's like too tricky either direction. You know what I mean? It's I've seen some people go through. I think uh, there was a video of maybe it was Aaron Newell going through it, and he like 
mean, he's tall, so he has like longer arms and longer legs. And yes. I mean, it just, I think so. Isn't he pretty tall? There you go. Okay. And taller than me. That's what matters, I guess. Cool. Uh, but he just like four steps and he was done. Like he just kind of like walked right through it. But I remember coming up to the rings from from and eric probably knows this like from somebody who was was racing you know in in racing brain uh when you're approaching an obstacle like that you know you like to try and pick a lane as you're coming up to it and i just saw people yeah and i was like i was stressed out there like for you didn't have guys you didn't have like that madness i was like yeah usually usually it's less stressful you have a little time to think and be like oh i like that lane but those rings are moving, so I'll go over to this lane because these rings aren't moving. Yeah. This and time they were all moving. They were all moving, and there was like <laughs> one lane. <laughs> You're just like, well, I guess I'm going with this lane, and you're just going for it. So, I mean, for better or worse, it kind of makes you just go without uh, being too picky, I guess. So speaking of like awesome volunteers, um, how was the sandbag carry? Oh, the sandbag carry was was wonderful. Oh, sandbag carry. <laughs> so, yeah, like I was saying with the rings, there was like maybe one lane available. Unfortunately, prior to that was the sandbag carry, and there were <clears throat> zero sandbags available. For the men. For the men. And, the uh, well, age groupers and – oh, no, you're right. There were women's uh, sandbags. You're right. So women age groupers coming through were fine. <clears throat> um, pretty much a, a cluster when our age group uh, got there. <clears throat> you had super people. You had age groupers who were ahead of us, but obviously like further back in their age group. And then all and then you had us all of a sudden and, and the volunteer you could tell just hated his life. He he wanted nothing to do with the situation. Uh he literally I think at one point he was like, What do you want me to do? Shit one out? And we're like, I don't He said that? Yeah. We're like, I don't know, figure it out. Like that's why you're here. So um What a douche. Yeah, he I was, hope he's listening. <clears throat> uh, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. Have you done trifecta weekends before, Eric? Have, and if so, have you run into that? Yeah. So, I mean, in 2019, I, I've, I did three trifecta weekends. Um, and I, I've actually, this was the first race ever where I've had to wait for uh, a sandbag or a bucket or anything like that. Um and like really wait like i know you got there ahead of me um and you had to wait a few minutes but when i got there there was already a, a line of maybe like five or six of, of us in the competitive heat and then a whole bunch of men in, in the black headbands right. too so they, they were a really big uh hold up yeah That's it was crazy it was insane and you know what the guy they had those green ones you know that they used to use uh prior to those black ones and he would not let me take one of those said it had to be a black one. Now, I, I don't know where they have their... There was only a few in the box, but I feel like they should have a bunch of those in the bottom just in case. Just in case. Otherwise, why are they there? Right. Um, so that that was that was a, a, what a shit show. the only hiccup, I would say. Oh, and and I, I assume that's only because you have so many people on the course at one time, and it's... I think it was two miles into the sprint course. I don't know how far it was into the super course. I know in the in the beast it was at, it was at the seven mile marker. Yeah. So it must have been around the five mile marker for for the super. So 
all those open racers, you know, they're 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 tired. It's near the back half of the course, and right. it, it was in the end. The sandbag carry did have a, I think it was like three um, uphills with it, so it didn't look long because now they're doing that Spartan design a bit, so it's deceptive. Um, and also you have we're we're one of the faster age groups, and we're we're going last now. Right. Right. You know, so or is effective weekends i was we were always the first age group out the door so i don't get i think it's partly partially why i never experienced that before yeah and i don't know how other age groupers feel about it um but i really hope they switch it back (laughs) like i it's it's been like i mean i guess for the most part it's okay but even you know what even in palmerton i remember getting to the top of that mountain and they had the a-frame right at the top and that thing was just packed it was packed with people Mm -hmm. i'm like all these people are not from our age group obviously so we're just and i'm sure the people you know when 30 to 39 went off first and the 40 plusers and then the 14 to 29 year olds went off i'm sure they caught up to 30 to 39 year olds also and, and probably also had to deal with it i'm probably just being selfish but uh, when you mix that in with a bunch of open super people, um, it's not the best, not the best design, I guess, uh, or the best yeah. spot for it. Now, I, I would assume. See, I don't, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think later in the race would have helped or earlier in the race? Maybe earlier, because by that point, earlier, I feel like earlier um, for both groups, both earlier in the super or the sprint. Because obviously the fresher you are, the easier that obstacle is gonna is gonna be for you to get through it. Because um, there were a lot of, I think they were all open races. They were taking breaks, putting their sandbags on, and, and I right. get it. That's I would I did too when I first when I first started racing. Um, to, or they need to if it's gonna be like a trifecta weekend with a mountain, they need to not make the make it as long. For example, bucket. Bucket was not long at all. Bucket was an up and a down. It was an up and a down, short and sweet, and there were plenty of plenty of buckets by the time I got there every single time. Oh, 100%, yeah. Uh, you know what also I was thinking, if, uh, if you have it earlier in the race, when was the last super wave? Probably 11.30, 11 o'clock. About that. Yeah, so I mean, that, that would have given people two hours. You know, you probably wouldn't have had any super people on the course if you had it at mile one. If you think about it, you know what I mean? I don't think anybody's doing the super and probably still at mile one, two hours later, hopefully. Um, so right. maybe that's kind of the shorter or like much earlier. Cause at, at mile two, you're still, like you said, mile four or five in the super. So like there's obviously, you know, that's two extra miles that they had to three extra miles that they had to go, which probably took about an hour, which is probably right around when the sprint people start rolling in. So, uh, I think that was really the only time, you know, again, the course in general was more crowded, but that was the only like detrimental issue. I feel like we had, um, as far as costing time to competitive racers. Yeah. But, um, cause I remember when we, so monkey bars, I don't want to like drag on this topic, but monkey bars was like right at mile one, I think, or right before mile one. And, um, there was, there was nobody there except for, except for our wave. So, you know, if you threw the sandbag there, you're probably fine. Probably don't have an issue. 
let's run through the sprint obstacles real quick. But um, if you've listened to any of our other sprint podcasts, it's the same ones. Uh, you had overwalls, hurdles, monkey bars, spear throw, inverted wall, rolling mud to dunk wall to slip wall. And then we talked about Z wall, atlas carry, sandbag, sandbag carry, sandbag, sandbag carry, barbed wire crawl, A frame, helix. And then um, it was a little bit of a gauntlet at the end there. You had the multi rig, which was the rings, uh, bucket carry, rope climb, hercoist, vertical cargo, and fire jump. And those were all probably within the last. 200 meters maybe quarter mile 400 meters something like yeah, that yeah they're very close to that. I, I i like it when it's like that yeah yeah it's kind of nice um they used to do that i feel like more often and, and on the sprints they've gotten away from that a little bit so i thought it was cool to have rings you go down the hill you gotta do that bucket carry you finish the bucket you gotta go right in the rope climb right into her coist and then finish with the vertical cargo and fire jump obviously um when you did the super did you have all rings Interesting, because usually when you do a super, it's it's a rig, like it's rings and a bar or something. Yeah. So on Saturday, it was beast mode, and it was, I think it was two rings, a bar, a ring, and then two ropes before the bell. Yeah. Uh, but we could see they already had the, the rings, rings hanging and tied up mm. to drop down, right? So whenever the super and the sprint are are on the next day and together, it's always sprint mode. Okay, I didn't uh, know that. I think yeah, even in uh, even on even on Killington, you know how there's it's back to back beast. If you do the beast on the second day, because the sprint is a couple hours after the ring, it's going to be all rings on the rig. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's because they really don't have a choice. Kind of just gotta. Leave it how it is. Um, well, let's real quick talk about the festival. Uh, Lindsay, from a spectator standpoint, how how were things? I know you could watch at, what, two or three spots? Yeah, but because of the, like, like what you were just saying, the gauntlet of obstacles at the end, it was it was very spectator-friendly, at least for the sprint. Um, right. I know you would have to go up the mountain more to see, to see more, like, of, for the Beast and the Super, but... I was able to see you guys at the the dunk wall, the slip wall, and then again. Could you see Z-Wall or no? Was that too far? No, I, I could have went up, but I was like loopy on my meds. Right. <laughs> but I could have went up. It would have not, you know, not been that far. Do you want to clarify what you mean by loopy on your meds? So right. people are like, <laughs> who is this? <laughs> Just slips that in there because people don't know. Uh, that you get migraines yes. and sometimes have to take medication. Yes. When you get a migraine, Correct. that makes you a little loopy. A loopy. <laughs> but it gets rid of your migraines. Correct. Thankfully. It works. <laughs> Hence, in the beginning when I said if I'm rolling around in the grass because right. I did that. Right, right. Um, but no, I, I could go up to ZZ while I did not. Um, and then you can see I went up to, to see the rings and then was able to see the bucket the and then everything after that. Herc, rope, and vert. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's cool. The festival isn't super big, but it's also like half on the side of a mountain. Like there's not a whole lot of yeah. flat area. There. Yeah, we haven't. I mean, this isn't just for this venue specific, but I think this year there hasn't been a lot of uh, like tents and sponsors and stuff set up. Probably just I'm assuming COVID and everyone's getting back into it. But so there wasn't like a lot of that stuff set up. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, was the festival any different on Saturday? Or was it pretty much the same? Same thing. Okay. Same thing. Uh, just less crowded. <laughs> right. But they did have a a pig roast at the yeah, end. Yeah, they had that last time we were there too, twenty nineteen. Yeah, and like kind of cool. Must be a local chickens and stuff that they were cooking. Yeah. Um, parking for general parking was off site. Well, not off site. It was technically on site, but it was down the road. You had to shuttle over. You could buy preferred parking. Um, the preferred parking is right there. Um, how much was is preferred? Twenty, I think. It was twenty. Five. Now, was that I good for both days or just one day? Per day. Wow. They really oh, get you wow. on the parking. Um, they get you. In my opinion, especially if you're going to do the trifecta, totally worth it. Especially, yeah. on, especially on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. If you're to, doing the super in the sprint to be able to just walk out to your car. Change, refuel up, and swap out whatever you need to and just take, take your time. Not worry about carrying yeah. two race worth of gear into right. a bag it's pretty good shuttling is the worst take a nap in your car i don't care if i'm running one mile i don't want to be on a bus yeah not a fan of the <laughs> not a fan of the shuttle um so i guess we'll do our ratings and then we'll get out of here so let's go with i always forget what we what we rate let's start with the course uh eric why don't you give us your rating of the course since you did all three Give our your rating first. The course, the obstacles, the way it was set up. I'm gonna go like a nine. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go, and this is obviously only from a sprint standpoint. I'm gonna give it an eight. Simply, I would be at a nine if it was not for the sandbag debacle. Um, if they can fix that little issue next year, then it will be a nine or higher. Honestly, I like I said, I really like the. Like, the mountain's not, like, super intense as far as mountains go, um, but it's enough to make it challenging and uh, and fun at the same time. Uh, so let's go with the venue. Mountain Creek, Vernon, New Jersey. Uh, you said your hotel was, what, 45 minutes away? 45. We drove up. Uh, it's, like, two hours from us, so we drove up in the morning. But there aren't a whole lot of hotels around there. I think there's only one or two within like 10, 15 minutes. I remember last time we stayed like you probably about 45 minutes away and drove in in the morning. Yeah. Every time I, I reach there, it's it's somewhere in that range, like 40, 40 to 50 minutes away. Yeah. Or something reasonable. So what, what would you give the venue? Obviously, you've come back, so it's a pretty decent rating. I would say a solid eight. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Do you? What? You can give it a venue rating. You came to the race. Well, I'm mad at them. Why? Because they didn't have toilet paper in the porta potties. Oh, and the the ones in the preferred parking lot. Yeah. Of all places. I mean, I can drip dry all day, but I prefer not to. Should have come. So you give it like a seven. I gave it a one. That's a bit If much. there's toilet paper, probably an eight. Okay. Okay, it's a big swing. Okay. It's a big swing. Uh, overall, Eric, what are you thinking? Trifecta weekend, New Jersey, <laughs> Mountain Creek. Overall, <laughs> overall, I would give it a, uh, yeah, I would give it a nine. Um, and, and just and one thing that we didn't touch on: this is the first time that they did it in October. 
Yes. You're uh, right. Made a huge difference. Um, because so normally before they did a trifecta week and the super and the sprint would be what? Like November. sometime. In, and, and when, when we did it, when I met, when I first met you guys a couple years ago, it was freezing. Oh my God. So um, <laughs> I did super that weekend and it was just not, it wasn't enjoyable. They had to close um, the water obstacles. Yep. Yeah. Both days. So mm-hmm. I think huge reason why a lot more people, myself included, enjoy this weekend. Uh, the weather was just so much better this time of year. I feel like it was perfect race weather, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah, actually, I, I really, uh, that's a really good point. And uh, this is why I bring you on because you bring stuff why. like that up that we forget about. Uh, yes, it was the first weekend in November. It was daylight savings. So I remember um, you guys actually, the Super on Saturday, had it worse off than the Sprint Sunday because at least the Sprint Sunday clocks rolled back. So when it was, you know, I think you guys on Saturday, it was like a little dark when you went off, right? Like this. Or barely. Yeah. (laughs) But then so there's an extra hour of light on Sunday at least. Didn't really help too much in the cold. I remember like. It was was cold. And and even the year before, which was 2018, it was a nor'easter that came through, I think, that year. So that time of uh, month is not a good time to race for uh, for Vernon. No, I mean, like, I I remember I wore as much as I wore for Greek Peak as far as, like, layering goes. Um, And Greek Peak is the winter race in the snow. So, like, that shows you how cold it was. I know. This time I didn't even wear a shirt. I just pulled up pictures and... I, I'm on my Instagram and literally I'm talking about how cold it was. Yeah, it was freezing. So and I think we have like head things on and everything. Yeah, I actually remember yeah. I had to buy my um, the like face covering because it was so cold and I didn't have one. I was like, I need to wear this. Um, but it was it was a lot better. <laughs> I would agree, a lot better early October, and it was even like a little warm for this time of year. On Sunday, at least, I don't remember about Saturday. So um, Saturday was warm. I mean, it, both mornings were mild. Yeah, like it was a little early in the morning, but once you get going on that first incline in the mile, it, it felt pretty good. Yeah, to be out there. Yeah, which, it's, it's perfect weather, which actually has me slightly nervous about Citizens Bank Park. Uh, in past years, it was usually the end of September, and they moved it this year to the end of October. It kind of flipped so it might be a little chillier than usual for that race Chilly. just to let you know just to get you have you done citizens bank park eric i haven't i've only done city fields in fenway and fenway is always freezing yeah well it's november so that yeah. explains that november in the new england area is not typically warm so you would know I just geography. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> thanks for joining us, Eric. Uh, again, we'll have to have you on then in a few weeks for Citizens Bank Park. Uh, we'll put your Instagram down below in case anybody wants to check it out. Um, again, next week, Hunter McIntyre. Uh, look for the interview highlights on YouTube in the next couple of days and the full interview next week. Uh, But other than that, we will let you guys get going and uh, have a good one. Yep. Bye.